Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with James Wallen. He is with Yesteryear Podcast. And yes, I am having him back on. You know why? I'm doing this just for me. This is a total gratuitous episode. Welcome, James. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. I appreciate it. Well, I had so much fun with you and your lovely daughter the last time we talked about your podcast. And I love movies. I love TV. Probably watch way too much even now, especially when I have a book due, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but we had talked before we started recording and I told you, hey, I've got a list of all my favorites and I've got a list of, you know, scary and drama and holiday and all those. Let me let me ask you something. If you had to pick your favorite movie, and I did ask you this in the other the other interview we did, and I think you said Better Off Dead. Yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. But that's your all-time favorite, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, tell everybody why. <laughs> For me, it's it's number one the nostalgia factor of it, and number two, it stays. Um, it's it's the have everything end all be all movie for me. Um, it's got mm-hmm. the great eighties character, the great eighties flow, and just it it's nonstop. It, there's I mean there's humor, action, mm-hmm. something going on, one liners, um, you know, background stuff going on, and it it just really it keeps you going up until the end. And then it, you know. Well, and that's John Cusack, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also got like a little bit of a cartoon kind of element to it where they add a little animation in it, too. Am I right about that? You are. Yeah. He does. Um, he, yeah. he draws in the drawing talks to him, which was funny because they also did that with him in um, One Crazy Summer. His. Well, that's what I was getting confused on. I'm so glad you clarified that because I know I've seen another one with him and I thought it was him. Yep. Now you just clarified it. Thank you very yep. much. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And was that an 80s movie, too? It is. He's in it with Demi Moore. So Okay. All right. Because it was killing me the other day, and I was going to ask you, and I was like, okay, he's just going to think I'm insane, so we'll just talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the so, time. People will be like, hey, uh, there's a movie, and it's got this guy, and he's got a weird face, and this happens, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. that's, you know, this. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. So. Not that you asked, but I'm going to tell you. I think my favorite movie of all time, if I had to pick a movie... Is probably when Harry met Sally. Really? I love that movie. And you know why? Because it's got laughter, comedy, drama, tragedy, uh, romance, and of course Christmas is in it. So that's a winner for me. I don't know. There's just something about it. There's all these seasons and years and the psychology of it. Yeah. That really pulls me in. But I, I really, I just love Billy Crystal in that particular role. He was so funny, yes. so quick, and she was too. Yep. And that's something I would, well, Beth is old enough. You should have her watch that movie. That is, yeah. my daughter loves it. It is such a great movie. It just, and I think she'd like it because it's it's very intelligent. Yeah, I agree. And I like, um, it's got, uh, I believe that Bruno Kirby, and mm-hmm. and she's seen it. Carrie Fisher's in it. And then Carrie Fisher's in it. I love when they're playing Princess um, Leia. Yeah, they're playing Pictionary and Baby Fishmouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the wagon wheel um, coffee table. Yes. That's always pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I'm a big fan of that one too. Um, when they're singing karaoke in the store with a surrey on top. 
yeah, and, and his ex-wife walks in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was so funny. He gets all, <laughs> the song just goes. He gets all flustered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, the classic scene when she's sitting there and showing him, well, women are good actors. Yes. Let me show you how. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the big that was the big scene. That, I remember that one just playing everywhere, and I was just like, "Wow, this is really, really interesting." <laughs> well, it it coined the phrase, "I'll have what she's having." Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but let me ask you something because I'm going to ask you about some obscure movies that you may or may not know about. Okay, and you probably do because you're a movie buff like I am. I'm a big movie buff, and I don't think I really reiterated that when I was interviewing you guys because it was about you, not me. Right. But now it's about me, too. Very cool. So I'm going to talk to you. So do you know, have you ever heard of Murphy's Romance? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, mm. Sally Fields and um, James, James Garner. Garner. That's one of... Yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, and uh, Corey Haim is in that as well. Yes, the one who passed away yeah. already. Yes, yes. My sister gave me that movie years ago on VHS as a Christmas present, one of my Christmas presents. It was so funny. And I didn't know anything about it. You know, I knew Sally Field and I knew James Garner. I knew who they were, but I was like, I put it in and I fell in love with it. I loved yep. it. There's some, there, again, when you talk about classic memorable scenes, uh, when he walks around the hospital <laughs> and he's like, by the way, the back <laughs> of your gown is open. <laughs> it would have been nice if you told me instead of parading me down Main Street. <laughs> that, I know. Um, it, well, that and the, I think, I think the fact that it was a, uh, a spring, um, fall kind of relationship. She was much younger than him. Yep. He was, um, gosh, at least 20 years older than her, correct? Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Tequila Sunrise. Uh, is that Bruce Willis? Nope. That is Mel Gibson, Kurt Russell. Oh, no. That is Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. You hit on one that I've seen, but I'm not... It it's yeah it's not in my wheelhouse. It's such a good film, and it's got Raul Julia in it. Oh, and I tell you, it's one of those films where I watch that one over and over. It's probably about the same time, maybe Murphy's Romance came out. To be honest with you, I'm not really sure. I was pretty young when I saw these two, so and like I said, you're younger, so you'd be amazed. But, you'd be amazed at what well, <laughs> probably should be before my time. I know, like Porky's. Porky's it's exactly. like what? <laughs> but that's actually a good one. Um, and I can go into that one, but if you don't know about it, it's not as fun because we can't compare notes. Right. So I got to talk. Okay. Let me tell you, the first uh, movie that my husband and I ever saw together before we got married was Forrest Gump. Oh, really? Yep. That was the first movie. We married in 96 and our first date was in 94 and our first movie date was Forrest Gump. That's one of my favorites. I like it until I started to really pick it apart. And then now, not so much. Really? It, tell me why. I, I, the Ginny factor. The Jenny factor. I, I just don't like, okay, well, now I've done all of this, and now I'm in dire straits, so now I'll come back to you, and, and oh, and P.S., I'm dying. You know, I, I... Well, she... Well, you know, to me, it sent a message of, this is a stable guy. This guy's always loved me. What have I done with my life this whole time? Now I can't even enjoy my life, because I am going to die. Yeah. And I think, in, in a way, she's always loved him. They were childhood friends. I think when she came back to him, it was almost a full circle. To me, it was a psychology kind of thing where she realized what she had in Forrest. See, I um, to me, it was like she was his. He was her safety net whenever oh, she needed something. Yes. And, and, and and from his point of view, you know, she's his girl. And it's I just 
it bothers me. It, it bothers me. Well, and yeah. Well, I kind of give her a little more leeway because of her background, right. because of how she was brought up. She had up. a horrible childhood. And <laughs> she had a horrible childhood, yeah. And she had to go through all the bad to get to where she recognized what he was by the time she realized it. I got But you. by then, she it was too late. And that's what I got from it. Yeah. But it's interesting to get someone else's point of view because it's absolutely valid. She was not great to him. Yeah. And I, to- and I totally get that. No, the mom dying yes. always makes me sad. Uh, yes. No, <laughs> Sally yeah. Field. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I just love Sally Field, you know, still Magnolias, all those. And I know, you know, you're like, don't make me cry. All these, you know, terms of endearment. But those are all, to me, very important films yeah. because they really touch on just the dynamics between a, a mother and a, and a daughter and, you know, a woman who's trying to make a life for herself before, during, and after yeah. her daughter dies. Yeah, I was going to say. And then uh, one of the things that Tom Hanks always pointed out about Forrest Gump was the year before Punchline had come out and he and Sally Field mm. were in Punchline together and he she was his love interest so he said it was weird for her then to be his mother so <laughs> oh I didn't even think about that yeah 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 she wasn't really that much older than him Mm-mm. I don't think not hugely. not really maybe like 10 years or something maybe yeah so you know you you turned me on to the tragedy in the cinema is that the name of the podcast tragedy of cinema yep great guys i'm gonna interview them as well because they talk about movies and i have to interview them very cool and i've already talked to him he's already in my group i'm in his group now so we're all buds (laughs) and besties (laughs) they did a pretty good dive on somewhere in time which is another very big favorite of mine i loved their review of that I absolutely Did you? That, I, and I love that movie. That is one that was so sad to me. Mm-hmm. And I was and I remember I was just I mean I was young and I was just like, "So what the heck was this all for?" <laughs> I know. Why did we even have to have this movie happen? Well, and they said, and I think you obviously you heard their episode. They said that he had just finished Superman. And they didn't think they should even approach him with something like this. And somehow, some way, they were able to get a hold of him and send him a script, and he loved it. Yeah, they, they like, slipped it to somebody to slip to somebody. Like, they did it real backhanded-wise. Yeah. But he he found it and loved it. He loved it. Yeah. And then they got Jane Seymour on board, and then some big music score dude that did all the music for the movie. And I think the... Well, they said, and I didn't even know this, but I do believe this, because I do think it could have been a bigger blockbuster had there not been a Screen Actors Guild strike at that time. Yeah, yeah. It's and, amazing. Which is sad because I think a lot of people, even today, I mean, it's it's a little dated now, but not as much as you would think because you know, Mackinac Island is still the same way as far as carriage rides and all that. But man, I just, I've always loved that movie. I just thought it was just so lovely and gentle and sweet. But then there was a little bit of obviously angst that you have to get through in yeah. any kind of movie or book or anything you do. But uh, And I don't want to give that away. <laughs> too much in case somebody wants to right. watch it because it's so good yeah you know the uh they they brought up a really good point and again i don't want to ruin it either but they really brought up a good point about how kind of how the ending how he ends up half the to what he finds and how that right, got there right. and then i was sitting there going back to the movie and i was like holy cow like i was i i probably spent a good 50 minutes playing it in my head saying oh my gosh this guy this guy and like it brought on a whole nother realm of yeah. how that that happened and i was like wow man that's really cool. yeah they had some pretty yeah they had some pretty good theories yeah. and i was just thinking you know they were like well wait maybe he knew and i'm a paranormal romance writer so you know exactly where i go right the, the, the dude was psychic he knew right <laughs> right that's all it, that's all it was he just knew he knew what would happen with her and he was trying to make it not happen and invariably made it happen because he tried not right, to. Right, right. The so, inevitable. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm, the inevitable. 
Okay, so let's talk about TV. Okay. I was a child of basically the 70s. These are my favorites. I don't know if they're your favorites. Bewitched, Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, The Munsters, Brady Bunch, and of course the Saturday morning cartoons with Tom and Jerry and Roadrunner and Scooby-Doo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We had, I think TBS was the channel down in Florida. Oh, yeah. That played all of the... All of the great oldies, so Bewitched, mm-hmm. um, all of those. I mean, even um, Brady Bunch was on there for a while. They, Yeah, I've watched all the Gilligans, color and black and white. Bewitched, black and white, color. Oh, I yeah. Dream of Genie. You- yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday morning cartoons were great. And my dad is a cartoon head. Um, he absolutely loves really? all of the old Bugs Bunnies and everything like that. Some of those. My daughter loves all the old. I'm going to go back again. You're old enough to remember this. We lived for Saturday morning. Yep. I mean, I couldn't wait to get my little box of cereal or just a bowl of cereal, sit in front of the TV and watch cartoon after cartoon after cartoon. And back then they didn't have the long running commercials. They weren't like five or six minutes long. There was maybe a commercial every 15 minutes, maybe two minutes. And oh my gosh, my daughter, I got her those old Looney Tunes with Popeye and Betty Boop and all of those. She loves them. She loves the music from them. Is that hilarious? Yeah, and Tabby, my, my third child, she started finding them and she she was watching Tom and Jerry and she was just like the psychology of it. She's mm. just like, I don't, this is crazy. They're just going to X, Y, Z with it. And I was like, yeah, man, that's just how they do. <laughs> yeah, it's cutthroat, man. We're talking the, the anvil or whatever it is mm-hmm. and the <laughs> that they drop on each other's heads and the bombs they blow each other up with. And it's just. Yeah, she. Yeah. And they all come back looking beautiful again. So everything's fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's make believe. That's that's exactly what they can do. There's no rules in cartoon. Come on. Because it's cartoons. They're fun. <laughs> It is. All right, so let's talk about holiday stuff. Okay. What is your favorite holiday film or cartoon or movie or whatever? So it depends on the holiday. For mm-hmm. Christmas, we definitely, every year, 24 hours it's run, Christmas story, and we pretty much put it on from when it comes on the night before all the way till 8 o'clock the next day. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Um. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we've been doing that. Since I can remember, since they've been doing it, we've been running it, and we watch it every year since it came out. I can remember certain things from Christmas in my life based off of that movie, and really, yeah, like I did get a BB gun because of that movie. Um, oh no! And I Are did you not shoot me? my eye out, um, but I did get it taken away because somebody, not me shot my grandmother's windshield and <gasps> I got blamed for it but it was not me it really was not somebody else was was messing around with something and and did it so it got taken away but mm-hmm. <sighs> you got blamed but you know what it's funny that you say that because I did not even know about a christmas story mm-hmm. until I was married wow never heard of it <laughs> you know seriously i heard of christmas vacation one of my favorites of course all of the the peanuts christmas ones Absolutely. or i think there's a couple yep. and then of course um you know abominable snowman you know all that animation stuff yeah um and of course i loved elf but but i didn't know anything about a christmas story and it was on tbs and you know they run it for a freaking week long yep. i'm kidding but it's like one after the other after the and do every year but I didn't even know until I had my first child about this movie. And it came out in like 84. Yeah. Yeah. It's an oldie. Did you know that the, and I the, was like, the kid that played Ralphie? How did Ralphie, I not know about this? Yeah. The kid that played yeah, Ralphie was, was an elf. Yeah. He was in Elf. Yep. Yes. He was an elf. I know. He was. The one that says you're um, not in Cotton Headed Ninny Muggins. <laughs> and you have to go, oh, every time you say that. Because uh, Cotton Headed Ninny Muggin, you got to go, oh, every time. Yeah. No. And he looks exactly the same. Yep. 
And did you know that he is um, Barbara Billingsley's grandson? I did not know that. Isn't that fun? I know. Who knew? Isn't that funny? But that's what I like. I liked Elf. I love Elf. I think Elf was hilarious. I think it's just ridiculous and funny, and but still sent such a sweet message. I could probably quote so many things from that movie as well, Absolutely. and still do. Us too. <laughs> Whether people like it or not, right. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. You're my friend. You got to stick with me. <laughs> because, well, I just love it, and and it's just. There's just something, like I said, there's just something about the message it sends. You don't have to be, you know, this worldly person to have a great life because ignorance is bliss, I guess. Right. And this guy did everything. It's, it was almost like a Forrest Gump kind of thing. He didn't know any better and he did great. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love when they're showing the flashbacks of him like taking showers and doing everything. And he's just so big and awkward looking. And it's like, you, you really didn't know nothing? You didn't know. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know I was human. Yeah. Well, he, he had nothing else right, to compare himself. Yeah. He just thought it was just enormously big and whatever. But yeah, you would have thought his dad would have said something to him. And that was hilarious that who his dad was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Newhart. <laughs> Bob Newhart. Who knew? And of course, he's also um, Obi-Wan for Big Bang Theory, uh, Jim Parsons' character. Is he? I don't, I don't watch that show. Well, you need to start just, watching that I show never, because it is fantastic. Never got into it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, well, I never, you know, it's funny because they always play reruns and I would roll my eyes going, oh, they're playing the Big Bang Theory. Uh, and one day I was like, okay, what, what is going on? What is the big deal? Yeah. Holy crap, man. It is so funny and so well written and so I think the writing is the thing. I got you. and the acting's good, but the writing is so quick and smart and good. You know, and you don't get that a lot cuz I'm a big now we're just sitting chatting. This is where I wanted to be when we start doing oh, this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is this is this is kind of where I wanted to go with this okay. because I'm a big skeptic on new sitcoms. I'm a hard sell. Yeah. You have to really make me laugh and you have to really have good writing and not because I'm a writer. It has nothing to do with that. I guess maybe it could, but I think it's because it's the delivery as well. They have to have that. But gosh, the writing is fantastic. That's cool. It's so good. And Sheldon, Jim Parsons, is such a good character on that show. And it made me sad they left, but after nine seasons, I get it. Right. I think it was nine seasons. So it was a long time. It, it, to say, it, it came on, you know, a lot of times you pick and choose what you end up watching, obviously. And it and also um, How I Met Your Mother both came on mm-hmm. uh, at the same time as something else that we watched. And because mm-hmm. of that, we just never watched it. You see what I'm saying? I mean, because I was we were watching yeah. our other, you know, our other show, be it small. I was doing what you were doing. I was. Or, yeah. Yeah. I was watching How I Met Your Mother. That's what I watched, too. And I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was great. See, we, yeah. I never watched it. I, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of good stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of references and I'm going to really probably kill off half my audience saying this. I've never watched The Office. <laughs> I got it. You know what? I never watched The Office either. Yeah, Beth has watched. I never watched it. Yeah, and, and it looks funny and all that. And, and I love when they look at the camera. And I've seen enough of it to know it's very well done. Yeah. But at the time when, when Big Bang Theory came out, it was just a time in my life where I was able to watch because they would show them over and over. I just record them all. And my husband and I, that would be our entertainment for a few nights a week when he'd get home from work. Yeah. And it just happened to be something to catch my attention. And The Office, I don't know what it was. It's just, it's like Parks and Rec. I didn't really watch Same. that a whole lot. And I did see a couple of them, but I just didn't really get into them. I know they're good. And I, like I said, I did watch them, but it didn't make me go, oh my gosh, like Big Bang Theory. Yeah. There's a... Uh, I mean... I We've done a couple things now. We usually 
sometimes won't start watching something until it's even in its third season. Because mm. I get real mm-hmm. sick of starting a show, loving a show, and then either the second season wasn't well done because they, they mm-hmm. only really wrote for the first, or it gets canceled. So right. I, I, I really try that. And, and two, I, it's like you said, it's got to be it's got to be good. It's got to be good writing. And yeah. there's been some really good shows that have had some great <clears throat> writing that have gotten canceled. And there's been shows that no, are just... No, it's true garbage and they're still on i'm like how who's watching this i don't understand well and it's all a numbers game though james i think i mean it's seriously i do think that that nielsen report is a real thing and it depends on who's watching just like the whole spinoff from the roseanne show right we started watching that just because you know everybody did the first time and and of course she screwed up and said something not cool and they got rid of her and they went on just with them which was fine i didn't that to me it wasn't that big of a difference without her, yeah. um, but the writing's not great. You know, it's just it's 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 not bad. It's just uh, there. Wait till you see the Big Bang Theory and you see how well it's done. It's so good. All right. uh, to me, it holds up. I I think it does. But you may hate it. <laughs> okay, so let me talk to you about some movies I think are really probably the strangest things. We already know. I think Legend. With Tom Cruise was really a strange movie. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about Edward Scissorhands? You know, I I don't know what message they were trying to send with that. <laughs> I don't I, I don't understand it. Help me understand she, it, James. She she goes up and you know she's trying to sell her makeup stuff. She goes up, she finds somebody, I know. <laughs> and she she brings him back to live with them, which is odd. And then he's just got the, you know, the scissors for hands. And it, again, it's one of those movies that it's like at the end of it, it's like, well, what was this even for? Who? I know it's it's a Tim Burton. Yep. So th- th- that's all you got to say there. But in Nightmare on, what is it? Night- Before Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Which I know your daughter loves. And I that's awesome. I've seen it a couple times. I like it too. But it wasn't as strange as this. This is just out of left field. Yeah. But it was just, I, I just didn't know. Why? <laughs> I mean, when you throw, I, I all I could figure is that throwing, it was a lot of social view type deal, like seeing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, at first he was different, different and weird, you know, but everybody yeah. liked mm-hmm. him because he was exotic. And then as soon as they thought there was a little bit of danger for, you know, the, the mob rule, he's a danger, right. he's this, he's that. And, you know, and then mm-hmm, somebody mm-hmm. using him for his gifts when he's not smart enough to know that it's bad. It's it, There was a lot of that in it. Um, yeah. But, now, Diane Weiss, she was in that, correct? Yeah. Yep, she's the mom. She's the one. And that she was home. in the Lost Boys, and was that around the same time? I want to say there were two years in between, maybe two or three. So yeah, she was doing she was doing movie after movie and playing the mom. Yeah, because she was and, in Parenthood uh, <laughs> as well. Parenthood. Oh yeah, yes, that was a good yes. movie. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, that was a great movie. That was a great movie. Uh, um, and then I don't know why I went straight to Uncle Buck, but I did <laughs> She's in not my in mind. Buck. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, for some reason, I went to because I went to planes, trains, and automobiles after that. Absolutely. And then I thought about you know John I Candy. His name not John Candy. Yeah. Yes, the, unfortunately had to die early on. Right. I hated that because he was so good. And Steve Martin. Oh, Father of the Bride. Yep, Father of the Bride. Great. Your daughter has to see that. Has she seen it? No, I don't think so. When he's up oh, there dancing the in music his old, alone. His old uh, oh, tuxedo. His old tuxedo. <laughs> What's up, Pushkin? 
<laughs> he gets his new car because it's having a midlife crisis. Yep. I know. And that is a remake, as you probably know, yep. of uh, Elizabeth Taylor and, gosh, uh, Spencer Tracy? Spen- I, I think right? it's Spencer Tracy, yes. Yeah, Spencer Tracy. And so, and like I said, a lot of these remakes are sometimes better and sometimes not. I mean, like Pride and Prejudice, the very first one that's like a series long back in the 80s. Yeah. I love that one. But then when the actual movie came out in 2005 with Keira Knightley, yeah. oh my gosh. Horrible. That is, that's what, no, it was fantastic. Oh, I loved fantastic. it. Fantastic. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it, so I can't, I, I know Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but I don't know the Pride and Prejudice. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> See, I'm a big Jane Austen fan, being a reader and a writer and all sure. that. So that's where it came from. But man, they just cut it in half and made a movie out of it. It was so good. Oh. It was so good. That's cool. I know. It was the 2005 version. Your daughter might actually like that because she loves to read. She does. She's a she's like her mother's. They they are reader heads, man. So okay, let me ask you another one that you may or may not have heard of, and you you probably have if I know you, Lady Hawk. Oh yeah, that's uh Matthew Broderick, correct? And uh, yes, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, one of my favorites as well. I love the music. The actual director Richard Donner. Yeah, he loved the Alan Parsons project. And if you've noticed, the music sounds a lot like the Alan Parsons project, but it wasn't them that did it. Yeah. But isn't that funny? Yes, it does. Um, because he was listening to the Alan Parson project when he was, I guess, looking for locations to film and decided that he put that modern spin on something from medieval time, gotcha. which I thought was really cool. And I think that's cool what they did with that Heath Ledger, uh, A Knight's Tale. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. They did a, a modern spin with music, you know, on a obviously a medieval kind of background, yeah. which was really cool. And it worked. It, I, I don't know if it would always work for every film, of course. But for some reason, it, it actually worked on that one. So do you have any musicals that you love? Musicals? I mean, I don't know. If you're a guy. You probably don't like musicals. Stinking Grease <laughs> 2. I can sing the whole thing, man. Grease 2, Michelle Are Pfeiffer. You s- Absolutely. Oh. I was- see, I'm old school. I'm, I'm the original Grease. Okay. See, now, I know okay. those. I know it. But Grease 2 was what I saw first. And, I mean, I was going to be a cool <clears throat> rider. I was going to have a motorcycle. I was, oh, yeah. That is man. so funny. I, I can sing every one of those stupid songs, un- unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And um, uh, the one that uh, Johnny Depp did, the Sweeney Todd. There's some oh, songs you know, I haven't seen that. That I can, uh, yeah. that I know. And then we had, uh, I was a big <clears throat> drama kid in high school. So okay. actually, I do know a lot of musicals <laughs> um, <laughs> that I probably the sound of music. I probably yeah yeah I probably wouldn't. That, yeah. that movie's crazy. You watch it and everybody's like, "Oh, the hills are alive with the sound of music," and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah. it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. movie." No, this is a horrible movie. This the stuff that it's happens, about Nazism. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the kid turning them. Oh, look what I got! I got accepted. I'm going to be a Nazi. Yeah. Oh, you're all. I'm turning you in. You know, <laughs> they're escaping. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing where you got to be careful now it's we were talking about that on our other um interview for your podcast about them taking away some of those things i don't know if they've talked about it with sound of music but i know they've talked about it with the gone with the wind taking away some of these iconic amazing films that unfortunately depicted the way it was back then and it was just the truth and i hate that it was the truth but it just was i think what they're doing now and which is 
I guess maybe a, a give and take is they're putting kind of like a little, just kind of like how the tragedy of cinema does. <clears throat> they put a little excerpt before that says this movie reflects the times, not necessarily mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And like a disclaimer. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they got that. I think they're doing that. And if <clears throat> if that's what it takes, okay. Oh, absolutely. You know? And and I'm fine with that because, you know, there are people that don't want to see that. And there are people that, that take offense to it. And I do get it. I mean, I really do. Just like you said with Blazing Saddles. You'd love to do a review on that and you can't. Right. right. Um, it's the same kind of thing. Sheen Wilder with his hand. He's like, yeah, look at it. Steady as a rod. He's like, yeah, but this is my shooting hand. And his hand is <laughs> waving everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just slapsticky fun stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, and then, but him and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Was that fantastic? I have to say, I loved that movie, the first one. The second one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Now, see, so I consider much. that a musical. That, I consider it because they sing. Really? The, the whole they, first Well, time. they do. And so I would say that's kind of a musical-esque type movie. And I know all those songs. Oh, do you? Oh, see, I'm, you may have to break out into song. No, I'm not going to do that. I didn't know you could sing. Oh, I, okay. didn't I didn't even know you could sing. I just so I know all the songs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Okay. I used to sing, so I don't now, but I used to. I used to to have a little band back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know, Fabulous Baker Boys, Lounge Lizard kind of. I didn't quite dress like that, but yeah. I had had my day. Do you remember that? That's like the six Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer reference that we've had. Uh, I like that. I know. Uh, And they got the Bridges Well, I loved her. Can you tell? Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. The Bridges Brothers. I I still love her. In the movie Wolf with with, uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes. That movie. I don't know if you've ever seen. That movie was a sleeper. It did not get the fame that it should have got. It it did not. And and it's been years since I've seen it. But no, Jack Nicholson played the wolf yeah and james spader gets bit by him and then and he's in there and he's marking his territory he says and all that kind of, oh my god yes great movie well what was the one with her and Cher and susan sarandon That's witches, of and eastwick. witches of eastwick i love that film yeah. and then there's another one with her and um harrison ford where it's a water oh uh, that What's is that um, movie? Something, what lies beneath what lies beneath? That Thank is a you. Really yes. Good movie. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very she's good know, movie. And it's like who, yeah. your wife, and yeah, and she takes over the other woman's face and stuff like that because of what he did. Yes. I'll tell you what, that's a really good movie. Like Harrison Ford, her and she and him both seem to pick winners. If they're in it, it's usually going to be a good movie. Well, you know that's true. It's always a good movie. Is it a blockbuster for him? Usually, not always for her. Yeah. And I hate that for her because I think she's a really good actress. Um, she's older now, but back in the day, if you've ever, you need to go watch Tequila. Sunrise, fantastic movie with Mel Gibson and uh, Kurt Russell, and they both are her love interests. I, I yeah. know and I've this seen is before it, I just have Mel to... Gibson got a little weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's fine now. Don't get me wrong; he's he's doing fine now. But you know, there is a time when they all get a little weird and and have their day, and then they come back and they're fine. <laughs> but um, if you had to pick your favorite scary movie and i'm not maybe it's maybe it's not a scary maybe it's more of a psychological it doesn't have to be a horror i actually on my list i wrote down aliens part Mm, two mm -hmm. i saw aliens before Mm -hmm. i saw alien and just that feeling of just being trapped and not is just horrible Mm. did you ever see a movie called reanimator i've heard of it i have not seen it. real cheesy 80s Uh, movie where they this guy concocts this this formula that can reanimate the dead and oh wow yeah and so it's kind of like zombie-esque but he injects it into like a cadaver and it's run it's crazy man it's it's a crazy movie but it's that's really it reminds me of pet cemetery it, it's that, very that kind of very similar uh return of the living dead <laughs> which was really 80s um 
zombie movie. And any time at that point in time when you're stuck and trapped in the middle and you can't help and there's people that want to eat you, that always got me as a kid. I, I really, really had a hard time with that. Right. Um, well, I was, you know, I love The Shining. Yes. We talked about that in the other interview. But I think the one that really got me, too, that's probably my, my number one scariest movie that I don't really like watching is The Exorcist. Really? I, it really still bothers me. Wow. It really does. It really bothers me. And I don't know if it's because I saw it when I was about 12, about her age. Yeah. You know? It's all about how it relates to you personally. If you really watch movies, like, I don't read nearly <clears throat> as much as my wife and my, my daughters do because mm-hmm. I don't get that where I put myself. Like, I can't really, I'm not really good at that with books. Mm-hmm. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, my wife can read a book and she's in it, man. Like, she she can... She puts herself in there. She's got the surroundings. She can imagine herself in there and, and everything like that with the characters and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I'm just like, that's amazing to me. I can do that with movies. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's how you're saying you relating to Reagan at that point in time, the character, um, makes sense to me. You know, if there's times when with, with movies like that, for instance, Creepshow. Um, oh, my gosh. The movie Creepshow. With, with uh, the very last episode of it with the roaches. I mean, I grew up in Florida, and we had palmetto bugs, and there's just, it doesn't matter how much they we fly. bombed, did anything, they fly, yeah. and we had, <clears throat> we had them, and I had watched that movie, and then I woke up that night, and if there's one of those stupid things there, and I was just freaked, and it put, it, it, it messed me up for so long <laughs> because of that stinking wow. movie, and yeah. so I could put myself in there. And again, we grew up in, in Florida. I grew up in Florida. Uh, the mm-hmm. first episode where they get buried up to their neck in the sand and they drowned. And, you know, we'd go to yes. the beach and I would just be like, man, I don't think I can go in the water <laughs> because <laughs> I'm terrified I'm going to drown and then come back as a seaweed person. And it's- oh, yeah. I mean, it, well, just like a, with Jaws. Yes. I mean, the same thing. Um, that scared me. To, oh, that scared me to death. Yep. And my sister, uh, my, my <clears throat> sister closest to me in age, would she refused to go in the ocean because of Jaws. She would not go in. Still to this day, yep. yeah. She has she has no time. She was she was scarred by that movie. So right, no, and, and it, that's the thing. It's it just when when you're like in a pool, you know, and you know it's lit up at night. Just to know it's that deep, if it's like a really deep pool, yeah, that still kind of gives me the willies. And it's not really because of Jaws. It's just because it's just this big dark water kind of thing. If the if the lights ever went out, you know, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just something about swimming in a big deep pool or container. Would well, you remember that movie House? Did you see the movie House? I don't where the think kid, I the guy lives did. in the house and his son goes disappearing and he's positive that he disappeared in the house and he did. And at the very end, the way that he comes back with him is he comes back through the pool and I could not swim at night in my pool when I was a kid for years. Really, I was terrified something was going to pull me down and pull me into another world or something like that. I was like, "Oh, let's see, that would scare me to death too." Yeah, yeah heck yeah, see stuff like yeah. that, and, and that's that's really how movies did for me growing up, and, and even TV and everything like that. Is I would apply it in my life, and then I was just like, "Oh no." No, 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 no. Well, and I think with, with like The Exorcist for me, it was like, okay, angels, in my mind, now I, I don't know if everybody believes this, but I write paranormal romance. Right. To me, angels and demons exist. And I, like I said, I was younger, so, and you kind of approach things for when you were younger, you know, they, they still get you. It's kind of like having smells from back when, when you were young and it triggers something or having a feeling of something and it triggers you. It's the same kind of thing with me for, and I could probably watch The Exorcist. It's not that I couldn't. Right. But it would still bother me. It would still kind of get me. No, I get it. It's no, you're 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 spot on when when he's talking and she's like, "Your mother's in here with us because 
the mom had yeah and she suicide. goes into this different voice and, and yeah and it's just and it was based on some kind of it was based actually on a little boy's possession yeah, yeah. back in the 40s or something and to learn but, that was, um <laughs> yeah and i remember seeing alien the first one when i was probably 12 13 with my dad yeah. scaring the i had to actually leave the actual theater when the uh, alien came out of his chest <laughs> I actually had to leave. Oh I know. God. If you watch it now, I mean, and you and I talked about this on the other podcast, that sucker holds yep, up. It sure does. That movie holds yep. up. Remember, and they were all just casual, and they were all just doing whatever. Yeah. And having, you know, the guy had some kind of alien snap on his face from their adventure down into that planet. Right. And then he woke up and was fine and was hungry and, and everything was fine. Everybody was just kind of, you know, having their little cigs and having their coffee. And all of a sudden, you're all relaxed and you have no idea. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a Ridley Scott move. Yep. I'm telling you, that was and, pure Ridley Scott at his best. And what was good about that best. is that the, uh, the cast didn't know how it was going to happen. They just knew something was going to happen. They didn't know what was going to happen like that. I th- so I think I remember yeah, hearing about when, that. You were so right. That's awesome that you brought that up. She, you know, it, po- it it pops out, and her her genuine fear <laughs> that happens on her face that's that's one hundred percent her. She's she's horrified what's going on. I'm like, that's yeah. You can't you, that that's gold. That's that's lightning in a bottle when you can get that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. that was so amazing. So, what other films? Tell me some other things that I haven't hit on the films that you wanted to talk about. Right, have you ever seen a movie called Strange Brew with Rick Moranis? I have not. I have not. <laughs> it's so obscure. It's basically out of Canada. It's 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 just about they used to do CCTV, I think is what it was called. Do you remember yeah. that? And uh, it had Rick Moranis and oh my gosh, I can't think of his buddy. Like name. Kids Down the Hall. Remember the Kids Down yeah. the Hall or something that was Canadian or something? Yes. Is that the right? The Kids Down the Hall was after yeah. yeah, definitely after. But they did they okay. they based it off the two characters there and they're just they're just so Canadian and they, they find out this <laughs> This whole thing that's going on with a beer that's being made, and it is strange brew. Yeah, it, is, the name. it is hilarious, and it's it's one that we <laughs> grew up on. And then at one point, he has to drink all the beer, and he's huge. He's all he's all filled with beer. Uh, I mean, when I say huge, <laughs> it's like ridiculous. So I didn't know if you've ever seen that one. No, I haven't seen that one. No, How about um, Raising Arizona. I have seen Raising Arizona, Nicholas Cage, Cage Holly and Holly Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. another one. Now that was hilarious. Yes, I loved that movie. She was overacting at its best. Yep. It's almost like the Shit's Creek overacting. Yes. Have you seen any of those? Yep, absolutely. Where they're Eugene just Levy, and yeah. I and I adore them. I, I well I I didn't even know how much I loved Eugene Levy until I started watching Shit's Creek. I didn't know that he it's and Catherine O'Hara were really married. In the show, they are. Yeah, I thought they're really. Are they really married in real life? I don't think so. Oh, no, okay. no, I they're not really married in real life. Like, no, wow, I didn't know Mm-mm. that. No, no. In fact, they all talk about Eugene uh, Levy's wife. Okay, because you know his son is in it and his daughter is in it. She plays the Twyla. She plays right. the waitress, <laughs> and they always talk about their mom always being the funny one. They're the you know they always talk about that. Okay, and every single cast member is Canadian. Yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah, I love that, and I think that's great. And Catherine O'Hara when she Beetlejuice, come on, your daughter loves that movie. Oh, she loves it. I love it. I, Catherine O'Hara in that movie makes me laugh when she's, can't we just be happy funny family tonight? <laughs> Ayo, you know? <laughs> she's just, Do you like coming? Mm. We want to come home. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. And she starts singing the dude's voice. Yep. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I want to talk about, and then she just goes right in the song. <laughs> it's so funny. Yes. It's just so good. So, 
So what have we learned today? I've learned about Strange Brew. You've learned about Tequila Sunrise, uh, tequila sunrise and uh, Big Bang Theory. Yes. And you knew about Murphy's Romance. I'm very proud of you for that. You. But I do want to tell you something that I don't. you may or may not know. It's a kind of a newer film. Have you ever seen um, Take Care? No. It was on Netflix. Leslie Bibb. Fantastic. Great. Underrated film. So good. Take care. Okay. So good. And she ends up breaking bones in her body that are opposite each other. And she has to have somebody take care of her. Oh, my gosh. And she and she broke up with a, a guy that pretty much did her wrong. But she stayed with him through his cancer. And they broke up, and then she's like, you know what? If I'm this laid up, I'm going to call him and see if he'll just come take care of me. And at first, he's just weirded out and going, I don't even know why you're calling me. This is so weird. But he agrees to do it, and it's so good. And it's it's a romantic comedy. Okay. The acting and the writing is so funny in it. So if anybody out there, I mean, I have pimped the show to so many people. It's worth renting. I mean, one night. It's so good. Yeah, I'll have to find Your it. daughter would probably love it, too. Because it's, it's fairly clean. I mean, not that she, she's old enough. I, I think she's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's so funny. Like I said, it's a comedy, but it's still a romantic thing. There's, and you've seen all these people in other films. I don't want to give it away. Very cool. But try that one. It's so good. All right. But um, but I may have to look at Strange Brew now. I may have to look that up. Yeah. I, we There was obscure, like Jekyll and Hyde together again. Don't know if you ever saw that one. It, it's no. ultimate B movie. It's so... It's so cheese, and it's it's got stuff in it that's just horrible. It's basically where he's just doing cocaine. <laughs> he's a doctor. Oh. He's a doctor, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I, I, the next medical breakthrough is going to be this, and he's like, it's drugs. And so then he does he he does the <laughs> cocaine that he makes up, and when he does, he turns into Hyde, and it's just really funny and really inappropriate and really just fun and and but you know sometimes you just need to let your brain go I'm tell you. it's kind of like I, uh, yeah it's like what we do in the shadows if you've never seen the 2005 film of that yeah. with, have you with seen Johnny it Depp? The, in, in no the shadows? it's called what we no just what we do in the shadows okay. surprisingly very good it's a comedy about a bunch of vampires Okay, I know the movie. I don't. I have not seen it, but I, I know it. I know it. Yeah, I told you. The- now there's a series coming out with the same name, and it's based on this film. Okay. It's again underrated. Absolutely, I thought hilarious. These vampires, they're you know they have to keep each other in check. There's one really old one down in the dungeon that gets mad when you wake him up, and then there's one upstairs going, "You got to clean this place up. This looks too." And they and they start fighting. And they fly through the air. It's hilarious. You would love it. Very cool. What we do in the shadows, fantastic film, and it's worth it's worth the rent too. And your daughter would love it. Okay, and you guys should cover that one on your podcast. What we do in the shadows. It's so good. And we've gone almost an hour talking. See, I can, I told you I could keep going. Oh, me too. I'm- I could talk about film forever. And these my, our poor listeners are probably like, um, do they ever stop? Yeah. Are they going to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, James is with Yesteryear Podcast. Yeah. Um, lots of great, fun films they cover on this. And he does it with his daughter. And I love the fact that they have his take and her take. And it's a whole different um, generational take on films. She may love something he hates and vice versa. And it's just a great, great combination. Great concept. Uh, kudos to you for that. Really that was amazing. That. But um, James, I'll let you go. I know we've been going on and on. So um, it's been awesome again. Yeah. Chitting and chatting with you, honey. Same. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. 
And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support and I'll talk to you next week.